Hello and welcome to another episode of the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm your host, Jane Nakata, a coach for women and the creator of the Women in Japan Mastermind and the Jumpstart course and Inspire You event. So today we have the very first episode coming to you from Sweden. I am recording this um, after we've been here for nearly one week. So finally, uh, my family is on Sweden time and we've gotten through the jet lag and the, um, the, that discombobulated feeling that you get when um, you change countries and time zones. And I feel like um, my head and my body are actually in the country now. <laughs> Also, um, we are living in our apartment and we are kind of camping in that we don't have any um, furniture like beds and things like that. Uh, we just we do have a sofa and a dining table and chairs, which really helps. And we're sleeping on the floor in various air beds and things. But yesterday, our um, some of the things we sent by air freight arrived and now we suddenly have enough cups and plates for people to use and more clothes and more than one pair of shoes <laughs> to wear so things are looking up yeah um, so today I'm recording this episode from my bedroom and you may hear a bus going by or you may hear my kids rattling around in the apartment um, it might be a bit echoey so my apologies for the change in sound quality, or maybe better than usual, who knows, but um, I'm doing my best to <laughs> to record this somewhere where um, there won't be too much echo. We'll see how that goes, but this apartment has a lot of bigger rooms as opposed to Japan, where things tend to be a lot smaller, and since we don't have much furniture to absorb all of the, the sound, the, it does echo a lot around here, so I'm not sure how I'm going to go with the recording in the future but I may have to lock myself in one of the closets we've got quite a few closets um, and see how that goes anyway we're here we're recording and um, this should come out to you on uh, November the 18th um, yeah November 18th so if you're listening to this around then um, yeah just know that I recorded this a few days earlier while my feelings are still fresh while yeah I can still remember all those things that I wanted to leave this episode to um, the last minute. Usually I record in advance and things, but I decided to leave this episode to the last minute so I could capture those, <laughs> those feelings and those thoughts um, live rather than um, have them come out two or three weeks later. So yes, um, it's about a week ago, at this time a week ago, we were still in Japan and I was wondering how this was going to go. Actually, it was two weeks ago. We were moving out of our house. And um, the moving company that we used said, oh, it will take two days. And we were just like dumbfounded. How on earth are you going to pack up everything in this house in two days? And well, what happened was on the moving day, three trucks and seven men showed up. So that was how they managed to do it <laughs> in a day and a bit. It was far less than two days. Um, they were machines, they just, um, like, we stickered things, like, send this 
on the boat, send this by air, put this in storage or send this to my parents-in-law. And they just took care of it. And it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. And I feel very grateful to have had that company um, helping us during this move because I actually found myself standing outside in the garden, um, just sitting on the porch in the garden, watching my kids running around and I wasn't doing anything, you know, I was just, you know, in the moment enjoying the beautiful weather and the, the workers were inside packing furiously all our stuff. So it was a really amazing experience to just let that go and not have to be involved in wrapping every single plate and all of that, which is how some of my other moves have been in the past. I've definitely moved house a lot. So this would have to be one of the most relaxing moves I think that we've done. And um, as we were leaving our house on, yeah, about two weeks ago today actually, as we were leaving our house, the about 10 people probably from the neighborhood turned up and came to say goodbye to us. And it was kind of like, you know, those Hollywood scenes where at the end where they drive off into the sunset and everyone waves them goodbye and that. It felt a bit like that and it was very emotional to say goodbye to our lovely neighbourhood and our lovely neighbours and and drive off into the unknown, yeah, away from certainty and into uncertainty. And yeah, I definitely shed a few tears that day but um, it was also us heading off on an adventure as well as a family and this is the first time as a family that we've moved anywhere um, my husband and I have moved together several times before we had children, but this time with our kids in tow, we were changing countries. So yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be something that's a special memory for us in the future, that's for sure. So what I wanted to, uh, a topic or a theme that I wanted to hit today in this um, episode was the topic of trust. And I've, I know I've spoken about this before in other episodes and um, it's the, the reason is that this is one of my, my things, yeah, one of the things that I have to learn and keep learning and improving on is trusting, yeah? this idea of trusting that things will work out exactly as they are supposed to and the things will work out in my favor eventually, even if I can't see it potentially at the time, right? So um, this trust and how, and trusting in how I can make it easier for myself by just not trying to control everything because as I may have already said, we cannot control, control is an illusion. We think we're controlling things, but actually we're not. And that causes a great deal of stress for us. It causes, um, you know, causes people to make themselves sick <laughs> which is something I'm very have previously been very good at when it comes to um, these sort of things that are out of our control like moving or going on a trip or something like that so during this move I decided that I was going to trust because quite frankly I didn't know everything um, and there I couldn't do it all by myself so it was a great learning chance so the move went really well, yeah, I just trusted that the movers would do everything, you know, some things, um, like, <laughs> my husband got the stickers, and was sticking things, 
and some things got put into storage that we won't see for three years which I was planning to bring with us and that that sort of thing happened but you know what doesn't really matter now yeah we'll survive <laughs> um, that sort of thing happened well we move on and yeah after that you know we just had so many really wonderful things happen to us like um, when we were leaving we stayed an extra night in one of the um, Dilkans where I've I've been working with them over the last four years um, and they gave us a complimentary night as we left town and that was lovely and just to be able to enjoy the hot springs and things before we set off on our big journey and yeah lots of and surprise gifts from people and people saying you know like in Japan that the farewell is quite a, an important thing you know and to give people things is important so we got quite a few farewell gifts and farewell money the kids did quite well <laughs> farewell money which I didn't realize was a thing which it is um, especially the older generation of our neighbors came around with these little envelopes for the kids and yeah I think they they did quite well with that <laughs> which I took care of for them and yeah so you know we had a lot of luggage with us we had eight pieces of luggage because for our um, our flight the company arranged for us to be able to take two pieces of luggage each so we had eight pieces of luggage and only two adults to deal with these eight pieces of luggage so that's quite insane luckily my daughter is old enough to push a luggage um, cart and she was able to help us at the airport and things but it was getting really stressful for me to have to deal with all this stuff and I realized that I didn't that was my choice yeah I can choose to be stressed about having all this luggage or I can just relax and I was very proud of myself for noticing when we got to the airport that we were in the wrong line and um, the other line that we were in was the line for people who hadn't checked in online but somehow we had and and then I managed to get us into the checked in online line which was much much shorter and saved us like an hour of waiting in a line that we shouldn't have been in anyway you know like that sort of thing really um, excites me yeah <laughs> so um, when we checked in the, the lady said oh you've been upgraded to business class and I was like oh and my hus husband said yeah just for the last leg which is is not the international leg it was just for the the short flight so our, our flight went from um, Osaka Kansai Airport to um, Finland Helsinki and then we changed to a flight to Gothenburg so the flight to Gothenburg is an hour and a, hour and 20 minutes and that flight we'd been upgraded to business and I was like oh okay oh well you know I'll, I'll take that you know <laughs> so that was a nice surprise and the reason was because we were on a one-way ticket and um, that was quite an expensive class of tickets so that upgraded us to the business section and when when we got we got to and by the way I have to say Finnair is amazing if you're traveling to Europe definitely recommend them the trip to Helsinki is only nine and a half hours I think it was or nine hours and something less than 10 hours and that's quite doable as far as a long-haul flight goes and then you got you know to change planes and things to get wherever it is you want to go and that was fine really friendly airport staff as well in Helsinki and then yeah we just hung out until we got onto our 
plane, we're absolutely exhausted and crashed out, you know, asleep for the last hour and a half and missed all the, the business perks of being at the front of the plane. Um, this, the business class seats were actually just regular economy seats, but nobody was sitting next to you. You, get, <laughs> you got to have the seat next to you free, which was kind of good because we just wanted to sleep and we missed the drinks and things that they handed out, but oh well. And I also didn't notice on the boarding pass that we had access to the Fin Air Lounge. That, so we, we'd we been, um, you know, trying to find somewhere to hang out in the airport when we could have been in the Fin Air Lounge. So that was me um, not taking notice of things. Yeah, so always pays to read things carefully and take notice of things, doesn't it? Anyway, so we got to um, Gothenburg really, you know, really smoothly, really easily. And that was really awesome. When we got to Gothenburg, we got all our luggage and that came off perfectly. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Went outside, went to get a taxi. And the taxi rank man was just like, you need a minibus because there were four of us. And there was, was you know, eight pieces of luggage and there was no way we were gonna fit into a regular taxi. And so, and then, you know, he was actually not very friendly. And I realized that was potentially because he didn't speak much English himself. Um, being from whatever country he came from, but he did speak Swedish. So um, I just sort of hung around and I was like, okay, now is the time to trust. Now, like, because there was no sign saying minibus, like, where on earth do we get a minibus from? So um, my husband went off looking for a sign to point us in the direction of minibuses. And I just stood there and I was just like, okay, it's late at night, we're extremely jet lagged. I have eight pieces of luggage and two children to deal with. It's cold. Thank God it's at least not raining. I'm going to just trust. And so I just stood there and this other man um, who was another taxi driver walked up and he was someone who could speak English and he said, are you okay? And I said, oh, we, are, we need a taxi. We haven't booked a taxi. Um, and we have, you know, as you can see, a lot of luggage and four people. And he's like, oh, okay, you need a big taxi. Let me call someone for you. And so he did his thing with his cell phone and like three minutes later, this big taxi pulled up just to take us to our apartment. So that was amazing. And that just showed me that, um, yeah, trusting works. <laughs> so we got, we got to our apartment and we got all our stuff inside and crashed out. And the next day, um, the first thing we had to do was get ourselves to immigration. And because we're going to be residents here in Sweden, we had to register at immigration. And that involves going in and having your photo taken for your identity card having your fingerprints taken, um, signing your name and all this stuff. And um, like we had an appointment, which was a good thing to do if you're ever moving to Sweden, make sure you get an appointment. And um, we got there, there was nobody there, you know, like we hardly, we waited like 10 minutes. The man who did our fingerprinting things was really friendly and kind. And we were out of there in like under half an hour. And my husband was just like, wow, what just happened? And because he'd been, he's, been there three times already because of um, some mistakes that had been made and every time it had a really frustrating experience with loads of people there and things and and he's like wow is this how other people experience um, registering themselves in this country you know so um, 
that was me trusting again and having an amazing experience at the immigration department. So after the immigration department, we went over to the tax department, which is another place you have to visit when you arrive in Sweden. And my husband needed to show them some documentation because once again, his, his um, registering process was not going smoothly. This was his second or third visit there as well. And um, we walked in, there was nobody there. We saw someone straight away. They said, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah, we'll get that sorted. And actually, just yesterday, his um, personal number, which is in Japan, it's called like the mine number. And in America, you know, it might be your, whatever that number is that you need, your social security number. It's kind of like that, but far more overreaching. It dictates everything that you can do in this country. You can't get a bank account without it. You can't get an internet connection without it. You can't even join a gym without it. You cannot join a library without it. So this number unlocks everything in this country. Finally, it was delivered yesterday. And I was like, well, that's, yeah, thanks to my trusting, I'm sure. So <laughs> we had an amazing experience um, so far using this trust, uh, trust aspect. So um, if moving to Sweden has taught me anything, it's that it's just to trust that things will work out in the best way for me, whatever that might be. So, and you know, I've always struggled with this. So it's definitely been um, a learning curve, something to practice and something to get better at. So yeah, definitely changing countries will help you. <laughs> it will give you plenty of opportunities for that. So um, I'm just gonna take a break here and we'll come back and keep going in a moment. So welcome back and yeah I just had to pause the stop the recording there because I'm recording directly into my podcast recording thing here um, as I have no internet connection I'm using my cell phone and it only lets you record for 20 minutes before it kicks you off. So <laughs> it's really random. I don't know why it does that. But anyway, we're working with it and we're recording from my cell phone. Um, yeah, so that's what's happening today. And yeah, so as we were talking about, yeah, this aspect of trust, trusting things to work out just as they're supposed to, um, no matter the situation. And yeah, so one thing that's coming up for me at the moment is that on uh, tomorrow, actually need to go back to the immigration department and pick up my identity card which um, is going to be waiting for me and that's my kid screaming if you could hear that <laughs> and um, then go to the tax department and register for the personal number get that done so that my kids can start school on Monday so without their personal number they cannot actually start school and we've had a week of um, no school for them, which I think has been necessary actually. And I think that's been for the best as well. Um, I kind of wanted to have time to myself to, you know, sort out our apartment and m make it so that we can, you know, live here comfortably. But also I realized that I'm not just me here. And actually for me, this transition has not been that difficult as Sweden is very, very similar to Germany where I lived for nearly three years, um, about 10 years ago. So a lot of things are very familiar to me. When I go to the supermarket, it just it looks familiar. Maybe the packaging is a bit different and the names 
like the butter is not called what butter's called in Germany, which I kind of remember what that is. It's called schmur or something, like the schmur or something here. Um, different, but obviously it's butter, yeah. Um, so, but for them, this is completely new. And they've been so excited about things like riding on a bus, yeah. So here, we don't have a car. We won't be getting one, I don't think, either. It's, we're just, the bus system is extremely convenient. We walk out our front door, there's a bus stop right there. Um, and it takes us exactly where we need to go in less than 10 minutes you know you couldn't do that in a car and um, having a car is extremely expensive you know the taxes etc as well as paying to drive in the center of the city which is where we happen to live so there's an extra tax every time you drive your car in the center of the city so um, which is the equivalent of the bus fare so <laughs> um, we'll be using the buses and the trams and the trains and things and enjoying, enjoying not needing a car, yeah. So um, that's been a bit tricky with having to get started with our um, apartment, you know, getting things that we needed or getting enough food and all that sort of thing. But there's four of us, so that's four bags that, you know, we can all carry something. And um, so far it's worked, yeah. But so for them, this is very different to anything they've ever known. Um, it's from Japan, you know, which is interesting in itself, but to come to Europe, it's their first time. And obviously they know New Zealand, but New Zealand is even different from Europe. So um, there's so much for them to see, so much for them to learn about. It's all extremely exciting. And I guess for them it would have been too, too soon to go to school, yeah, straight away after getting here. So we've had this week of kind of holiday, but um, exploring, yeah. So we've been going out and we've been looking around our city. We've been going to a few museums and, um, you know, riding on the trains and the buses and um, the trams and trying out different cafes and um, you know, shopping at different supermarkets and seeing which ones we like and um, visiting different clothing stores and seeing what kind of things they are selling. Um, you will all know H&M but there's actually quite a few different brands here which are very similar, also very stylish and, and that and um, yeah it's like going to be a challenge not to buy things. I think there's so many really nice things actually. So, as well as, you know, the cakes and the bread and stuff is amazing here. So, yes, them not being able to go to school this week has been just exactly what they needed. And by the time Monday comes around, um, they will be ready to get on with, you know, get on with life here rather than just being con uh, on holiday as such. And ready to make some friends and to, to actually, yeah, put down some roots here and... And that sort of thing so yes so on Monday next week they'll be starting school so if you're listening to this on Monday um, then that's when they'll be starting and yeah that'll be another learning trusting exercise for me um, new teachers new PTA all of that stuff learning how to um, operate with other parents from you know all the countries of the world yeah so it's an international school and um, the parents are all from different countries too so this is this is actually what I love so I love to to watch and learn from other people and their cultures and see how they approach situations and what they think is usual and what other countries people think is usual it's it's fascinating to me so um, I get a chance to do this in um, every day <laughs> when I go to pick up my kids so yeah that's another thing you know um, if you're living in Japan and you're listening 
you will, and you have kids in school, you know, a lot of the time they go off to school by themselves in their walking group and they come home with their friends and so, um, and there's a school lunch and things so that we're not necessarily making lunches and things. And so a lot of parents' work is is taken, like that's a good hour of work a day that is taken off parents' hands, I feel, uh, by the Japanese school system. Um, here, school lunch is also a thing and it's free, which is, you know, awesome. And, but the whole, like, taking your kid to school is, you know, well, obviously I'm going to have to do that myself. So it's a good hour, at least a day of, um, maybe two hours worth of my day going to school, dropping them off and then picking them up again afterwards. So that has been a little bit of a, um, a challenge to me to figure out, well, how am I going to spend my time? Um, because before I had from H till <clears throat> 2.30, that was my time. But now it's going to be more like mm, eight, nine o'clock to twelve thirty. That is actually my time. So, um, how am I going to choose to spend that uh, shortened time before the kids come home? And how are we going to spend our family time in this new country? Given that um, my kids need to keep studying Japanese as well as um, English at their school, and also the fact that. Um, in this country, you know, family is, uh, we're having a work-life balance is a lot more um, accepted and expected almost, you know, by workers here and, you know, getting home before six o'clock at night is sort of, you know, that's quite normal, you know, <laughs> what are you doing if you're working up to six o'clock? You don't have to be. Um, so, yeah, yesterday my husband was in the front door by six o'clock, so I was you know, I was really happy about that because it's been quite a few months since that's happened in Japan as he's been so busy with this whole, you know, new work starting with this project that he's that he's come here to work on. So how can I um, encourage him to, for example, you know, come home early on a Friday or, you know, if he goes, he goes to work quite early, so why can't he finish work early? <laughs> encourage him to adopt those um, more Swedish ways of working and living. So yeah, that's what that's where we're at here in Sweden at the moment. So I'm wondering what's going to happen with this podcast as we move forward. Um, now that I'm in Sweden, um, obviously, you know, I can still keep doing everything that I've been doing. I can still keep interviewing people. So what I'd love to hear from you guys is, you know, what would you like to hear going forward? Would you like to hear um, lots of tales from Sweden? Would you like to hear more interviews from people in Japan? Um, all that sort of thing, you know, what, you know, what interests you? So at this point, I'm just going to attempt to keep recording things as we go. And um, then once things get a little bit more settled and I get my internet connection set up properly in my house, um, goodness knows how long that's going to take, but I'm going to trust that it's going to happen in the perfect time. Um, that, you know, I'll be able to do more interviews with people and things once I get my um, myself sorted out a little bit more here. So, yeah, let's just see what happens, yeah, which is difficult for me. I love to plan and I love to have, you know, a course of action and all of that sort of stuff. But once again, I'm going to trust that this is going to... Um, you know, this is a transformation for the podcast too, which is uh, which is appropriate given that the name is Transformations <laughs> with Jane Podcast. So um, I really appreciate that you're listening still. And um, yeah, 
please do get in touch with me either on Instagram at Jane Nakata or on Facebook and let me know, you know, what did you enjoy? Uh, what would you like to hear more of as we go forward? And because I definitely love to keep doing this, um, this podcast in some form and I'm open to seeing how that goes in the future. All right, well, that's all I have for you today and I wish you a wonderful week and yeah, if you, um, if you enjoyed today's uh, topic about trust, I'd love to hear your stories of how trusting um, gave, uh, you know, something, something good happened from you trusting rather than trying to control the situation. So yeah, and perhaps there's something coming up in the next week or so where you could apply this in your own life as well. And yeah, do let me know how you get on. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, take care and see you again soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.